Blog Talk Radio. Order up. This is Father Evil, and it would be a sin not to listen to the Squared Circle Cafe, and I will be praying for you as you listen. Et orare pro vobis in tenebris, di nomine Patre, Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Good evening, good evening, good evening. How are y'all doing tonight? It is another edition of Square Circle Cafe. I am your hostess, Daria. Come on in, sit a spell, have a cool cup of ice gel on this warm summer evening, or depending on where you are, maybe a hot cup of joe. But here we are once again, and we are one day we are one day from NXT Takeover Chicago, and we are two days away from WWE Money in the Bank. Both happening this weekend, Father's Day weekend, big deal here going on. And with us as always, it's from live from the OK. Here's Jeremy, everybody. From the four oh five. What's up? What's up? And of course ah. you heard in the background there was from the five oh eight. Here is Beth, everybody. Hey y'all. JC will be joining us momentarily. And like I said, we got a big show coming for you tonight. So as we wait for JC to show up, I'm going to go over the NXT TakeOver lineup. And we've got quite the lineup here so far. We've got the NXT Tag Team Championship on the line as the Tag Team Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong and Kyle Riley will be defending against the tag team of Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. We have Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. The NXT Women's Championship is on the line as the current champion, Shayna Baszler, will defend against the Sanity's own Nikki Cross. A Chicago street fight is going to go down as Johnny Gargano faces his old rival, Tommaso Ciampa. And the NXT Championship is on the line as NXT Champion Aleister Black defends against, what what would you call him, the Freak Machine, Lars Sullivan? Sure. You're not a fan. No, I'm not a fan, but we'll get to that momentarily. Seems like quite the lineup here, and each of these matches have a lot of drama behind it. So let's give JC a few more minutes to show up here so that way we can get started. So, Jeremy, you weren't with us here last week. How have things been with you? 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I can't complain too much. I can't there, – there's some stuff that I logistically can't go into. I'm prevented from doing so, we'll just say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm but, uh, but uh, I mean, overall, last week uh, last week was good, and life out here in Oklahoma is rolling. Oh, can I have off the subject before we get on takeover? Um, I know Beth and I aren't watching it, but are you going to check out Undercover Boss tonight with Stephanie McMahon? Uh, what time is that on? Nine? I believe so. Maybe nine your time. Uh, if if it's nine my if it's nine my time, it'd be ten. I might, I might. I, I'm actually trying to find my remote right now because uh, Major League Wrestling is on. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. I've got That's, the glowing uh, number here. From the ATL live, here's JC, everybody. Hi. What's up in the 404? Hi, everybody. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Yay. So, Yay. Um, we got the whole gang here. <laughs> Yay. Indeed. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jeremy. Real quick, <laughs> All right. Real quick, like, before we go on, I just want to ask something real quick. Has anyone here... Read the book Second Nature by Charlotte and Ric Flair? No, I no, have not. not yet. I haven't. Okay. As soon as you guys do, as soon as you guys get yourself a copy, sit down. Don't don't answer the phone. Don't turn on the TV. This book, I couldn't. I mean, it took me a while because I was so busy. But once I got into it, I could not put it down. It is. So good. You learned so much about Charlotte. You learned so much about Ric Flair. It is one of the best books I've read in a long time. I highly recommend it. Definitely read it. Two thumbs up. Five on my five scale. Be sure to check it out. Duly noted. All right. All right. Let's get get stuff we need. All right. Here we go. Starting with NXT TakeOver. Happening... Tomorrow night, free show starts at 7.30 p.m. The show starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, we're doing a prediction? Yep. I was going to say, which makes it 7 o'clock Central Time. Exactly. So the free show for you would start at 6.30. Yep. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. We are starting off with the NXT Tag Team Championships on the line. Undisputed Era has been known to be one of the top factions in NXT right now. And though the original tag team partner, Bobby Fish, will you put that down? Bobby no, Fish is out with an injury right now. He does have a tag team partner, and that is, of course, Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong making his name, of course, as a part of Undisputed Era, betraying his tag team partner, Pete Dunne. Well, everyone needs to know who probably hadn't seen it already or who has seen it, just be reminded. But anyway, Roderick Strong became a member of the Undisputed Era and one of the tag team champions, raising the ire of one Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Danny Birch, of course, and Oni Lorcan in a six-man tag with Pete Dunne against the Undisputed Era, pinned the tag team champions, which earned them a number one contender spot for TakeOver Chicago. 
And they have proven time and time again that for everything that Undisputed Era has thrown their way, Oni and Danny has found a way to counteract it. Only this time, they might have a little bit of a struggle because the one person who has been helping them, Pete Dunne, will not be in the country this weekend because he's going back to the U.K. to defend his title against the winner of the U.K. tournament, which is happening this Monday and Tuesday. So they may be at a bit of a disadvantage since Adam Cole, of course, will be at ringside, possibly, in O'Reilly and Strong's Corner. Now, with all that being said, and all this going on, and of course, Oni Lorcan is a former guest on our show. So is um, Adam Cole. So with all that being said... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not the only one who does it. <laughs> Jesus. That was... Right. That was, that was uh, yeah, keep going. No. It was perfectly fine because I do it too, and, you know, we all do it. Let's face it. So I'm going to start with you, Beth, because I know you want to get this over and done with. <laughs> Beth, Birch and Lorcan, or the Undisputed Era? Birch and Lorcan. Birch and Lorcan. Because fuck those guys. Ooh. <laughs> ladies, well, ladies and gentlemen, it should be noted that... um. On more than one occasion on this show, if you've heard this podcast in the past, Beth is a very, very huge fan of one UK champion, Pete Dunne. And she's still, after April, May, June, three months later, still bitter over Strong's betrayal during their Dusty Rhodes finals match. Am I right or am I right? We have the chance. To help Peter get another belt, so he could be one step closer to his mission of being P.O. belt. Instead, no. Wonder if John had to be a tool and join. Yeah. Well, look on the bright side. Pete's <laughs> not going to get so big of a mouth. There's only so many belts he can put in there. I'll be oh, honest. tell me. You did not just say that. So <laughs> 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 no, he didn't have room for one more. He, he did him a favor. Well, still, he did him a favor. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> wow. Jeremy? And we've left the rail 11 minutes in. Uh, and Jeremy, don't think I didn't hear you. Back, I heard you. Sorry, Beth, but I got a, I got a, okay, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry, Beth, but I got to go against you here. I don't think it's the undisputed era's time to lose it yet. I think they do at some point in the next year, but I don't think it's here. So I'm going with, uh, I'm going with, uh, Cole and, uh, Strong. O'Reilly. Wait, I'm I'm confused. I thought it was Cole, Cole and Strong defending. Strong's out. No, yeah, Adam, Strong's out with an injury. Okay, yeah. Then no. O'Reilly. O'Reilly. No, it's Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Fisher's out okay. with the injury. Bobby Fish is the one out with the injury. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I got me still. Okay. And Adam Cole yeah. is okay, so North American champion. Okay. Okay. Oh, so I'm getting the shit confused. Um, either way, it's undisputed okay. era. We'll just make it simple. Undisputed era. Okay. Jeremy, the, Jeremy, the stink guy she's giving you right now. <laughs> I knew it was Oh, she's on. All right, JC. Oh, I'm sorry, Beth. I'm gonna like uh, go with uh, Jeremy, and the only reason I'm saying that is because I think is they're not gonna lose it here, but I do think they're gonna lose it later. They're probably gonna they probably got one more match between these guys. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with the undisputed era. Now right, we're both well, getting the stink eye. I know, I'm sorry. I know. I'll make it up later. Don't worry, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) well, don't worry because Beth will be happy to know. Well, I got to say that as much as I, okay, she's going to give me the stink eye for this one. I adore Undisputed Era. I think they're one of the coolest factions going on right now in NXT. I mean, you've got a bunch of self-centered, arrogant jerks just running around Buckshot doing whatever they want, but yet they just make it seem so cool. Oh, gee. Where have we seen this before? Um, hello, the late 90s, the late 90s WCW call, they want their NWO back. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> they won the Dusty Road Classic. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Lorcan have been together for quite some time and they've proven themselves to be one of the top tag teams in NXT and I think it's about time that they have all the chance they need to run with those tag team titles especially since like I said it's long overdue and this is going to be Oni's first appearance on an NXT takeover which makes me excited so for me what better way to celebrate his first takeover than with his first title run I'm going with Larkin and Birch. And I think this match is going to be one of the more... I think this match is going to be one of the better cards of the night. Better matches of the night. It's going to be like one of those matches that goes under the radar. But it's still going to be a damn good match. All right. Next one. Speaking of matches What tonight, takeover has bad matches? No, that's true that. But this one, I think, is going to be one of the top matches of the night. Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Ever since Ricochet made his debut during NXT TakeOver's North American Championship ladder match, he has pretty much caught the eye of the entire WWE NXT universe. Not only being one of the top independent stars to be signed with WWE, but showing full well that he has a full range of motion when it comes to wrestling, whether it be doing ground submission or what he's known for, his aerial skills. Velveteen Dream, of course, has taken offense to this, feeling as though that he is the heart and soul of NXT, and that he is the one 
who should be up there along the same ranks as Ricochet, considering he had the match of the year, feud of the year last year with Alistair Black. This, of course, was solidified with Ricochet's jump over the top rope in front of Velveteen Dream, especially with Velveteen claiming that anything Ricochet could do, he can do better. So is that going to happen? We'll have to see. So, Jeremy, I'm going to start with you. The man, the hot man known as Ricochet or the Velveteen Dream? Uh, this word is going to come up a lot, but it feels like Velveteen Dream has got some momentum here, um, at least as a whole in NXT. And Ricochet is gaining it, but I can't see them – pulling away from Velveteen Dream anytime soon, so I'm going with... Really? Yeah. Well, he did have some really good moments during that matchup against um, the ladder match with um, the North American title on the line, so... I agree. Yeah, that's, pretty good. that's pretty good right there. All right, Beth, how about you? Dream. You agree with Jeremy? I agree with Velveteen Dream. He's got... He's got momentum on him. I mean, yes, Ricochet is new to the scene. Ricochet is impressive as hell, but I think it's a bit much to, on his first takeover appearance, put him against somebody the caliber of Green and not have Green go over. All right, Jason. Yeah, I'm going to agree with everybody else because I don't see them like pretty much yanking the rug out from under a dream after they built him up to be where he is. So, I mean, and it would look kind of shady. This dude just walks, no offense to Ricochet, I think he's awesome, but how it would look kind of shady, dude walks in, and then he just knocks over somebody they literally just put all that they invested in, and it will come off like, oh, because he's such a well-known person, we're just going to give him some, just give him this. It will come off really cheap, so I think they're going to stay with um, Velveteen. But I'm going to say it like this: it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those really, really intense matches where they're going to be like, it's going to be like you can't decide who it's going to be. And I'm thinking that's how it's going to be where Green just pulls it off. So I'm going with him. Oh, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. I don't think Ricochet is going to lose anything from losing this match. I really don't. You know, and, and I don't want it to seem that way. I, I just think they got too much invested in in uh, Velveteen right now. I'll have to right. make it a. I'll have to complete the circle because I feel the same way. I mean, Ricochet has definitely made a name for himself. But it's still a bit, it's just like the Northern Banking Championship. It would have been too soon for him to win it. But it's good that he's got some momentum building as he's making a name for himself in NXT. However, Velveteen Dream has been there a while. Yes, he did have the feud of the year last year with Aleister Black. And he has definitely shown that he can bring it when it comes to home bench performances, such as his performance during the North American ladder, Championship ladder match. Ricochet is going to get some good moves in this, and he's, we're going to have some definitely 
OMG, OMG moments during this matchup. You know, OMG, OMG, WTF, you know. <laughs> We're definitely going to be having a lot of that during this matchup. But unfortunately, it's not Ricochet, Ricochet's time just now. So, yes, I'm going to have to agree. Velveteen Dream. Plus, I think Velveteen Dream is going to have one of the better entrances of the night, too. Because as you know, he always does something with theme. In Philadelphia, he came in with the Rocky Creed look. And then in Louisiana, he was Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog. So it's only a question of what he's going to do when he enters into the ring in Chicago. I'm just going to say mob. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got the weird visual. What's that? You're in Chicago. Take a guess. Oh. <laughs> Wait. You don't think you would, did you? What the fuck am I? What the fuck am I missing here? Tell me she's not. They're in Chicago. Who is from Chicago? As something that sounds like D and stunk. <laughs> No chance in hell. No, can you imagine the no chance in hell do they go there. No, I don't, they I don't just think they're going to go there. The lawsuit to the guy. Do you think they want... They just lost the lawsuit to the guy. Do you think they want another one? I mean, no, you're right about that. Words, like, I, I mean, like... I mean, you know, if you... If they really wanted to go there and be that petty, no, I don't think they'll be that petty. They could be petty, but I don't think they'll be that petty. I think if anything, it'll probably be themed from let's say. I mean, Chicago Cubs did recently win the World Series, so my guess is they'll probably come wearing a Cubs uniform or something. You just think two years ago can be that petty? At least not at this point. Within a week after his. First MMA fight when he got his ass handed to him. They had a spot on their pay per view that pretty much almost mimicked a spot from his MMA, MMA fight, making fun of him. You really don't think WWE could be that petty? At least Come not on at this point in time. <laughs> Come on. All right. All right. So, yeah. yeah so I think Valentine will definitely have one of the better entrances. All right, here's one. Here's a matchup that's going to be a pretty much a wild match right here. NXT Women's Championship match will be determined as Shayna Baszler defends against Sanity's own Nikki Cross. And as we've seen, since Shayna Baszler became the NXT Women's Champion, she's pretty much turned into, went from the locker room leader to the locker room bully, pushing her weight around, getting on everybody from Dakota Kai to Every other woman on that roster getting under their skin, trying to just push her weight around and seem like she's the queen bee, unaware of the fact that Nikki Cross has been watching her this entire time. And let's face it, there is no one in that locker room who's more insane than Nikki Cross. I mean, you've seen her, what she can do. You saw her matchup last year against Asuka that last woman standing match, she went that far to try to become the women's champion. How far is she willing to go against a former MMA champion in Shayna Baszler? 
So, JC, you're a women's wrestling expert. Break it down. I think it's going to be Nikki Cross. Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, stemming back to when they said um, Sanity was supposed to show up on Smack, uh, SmackDown, and, but Nikki Cross wasn't there. But uh, because they had so much, they, they still have some stuff that she, uh, she needed to accomplish, she wanted to accomplish. So my thing is, the only thing that's left right now for her to accomplish is to become women's champion or uh, NXT women's champion. So I think it's so. I think at this point, yeah, she's gonna get a get her run as women's champion. And it's gonna be at Chicago. Yeah, I have to agree with it because Nikki Cross, like I said, like I said earlier, she went toe to toe with Asuka in more than one on more than one occasion, including that last woman standing match, and she came pretty close to being the one ending Asuka's streak, but she didn't do it. But I think this time around, she is definitely competition for Shayna Baszler. I mean, Shayna thinks that she's tough. But Nikki is tough and crazy and willing to do whatever it's going to take to become the NXT Women's Champion, as evidenced by what she did this past Wednesday night with faking out Shayna and then the week before having an impromptu, quote, match with Dakota Kai as the referee. (laughs) I mean, it's also more about mind games, too, because Shayna, like I said, has never met anybody like this. And this is definitely going to be a true challenge for her. So for me, definitely going with Nikki Cross. Beth? I want Nikki to win, but if anything, the history of the NXT women's title tells us they like to put it on somebody and keep it on them for at least six months. I'm sorry. She's only had the belt for a little over two months. They're not taking it off Shayna anytime soon. So unfortunately... I am going against the grain, and I'm going with Basil to win. And you know I dislike her. So you know that me saying that is actually saying something. Here you go. Here's your vinegar shot. <laughs> That's what we always say. You know how we say in the show when we have to say something like that? We have to take a swig of vinegar. Well, here you go. Oh, oh mm-hmm. trust me. I, I'm, I'm taking it up because, trust me, Wait till we get some money in the bank. Oh, boy. Jeremy? Well, that brings up some really good reasoning, and it's hard for me to go against that. So, therefore, I am going to go with Shayna Baszler to retain. All right. Yet another matchup was split down the middle with. Very good. I like it when we split down the middle like this because it's like it's so much fun. Makes it more interesting. Exactly. All right. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna switch this up a little bit because I think this is the order of how it's gonna go. So we're gonna go straight to the NXT championship. Alistair Black, the man of mystery, proudly holding the NXT championship. Had a long road to get there, and he finally did it, defeating Andrade Cien Almas at the last takeover. And like I said, he has proven himself with a very good record in NXT. However, 
Lars Sullivan is no slouch. He is a beast. He's blown through the competition. He had a recent handicap match with Velveteen Dream and Ricochet, and even though certain things happened, he did take on both men and defeated both men. And Lars Sullivan did prove himself as a powerhouse during the NXT North American Ladder Match Championship. So, it's pre- and past couple of times on NXT, Lars Sullivan has laid out the champion. So, is Lars Sullivan also Black's biggest challenge to date? Does Lars Sullivan have what it takes to not fade to Black? Or... Does Aleister Black have a black mask with his name on it? Well, Danny, I'm going to start with you. Aleister Black or Lars Sullivan? I am going with I am going with Aleister. I just don't see them being want or I don't see them wanting to take the title off of Aleister Black anytime soon. And I think he lasts all the way to at least at least November, if not to WrestleMania, what is it, WrestleMania 35 next year? So, yeah, I'm going with Alistair. All right, very nice, very nice indeed. All right, Beth? Honestly, I'm going with Black, but I don't see it, I don't see it being easy, and I don't see it being a clean win. I think I'd honestly possibly see something happening, Sullivan snapping and getting DQ'd. Hmm. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's right. logical. Casey? Yeah, I didn't think about that. And then Beth brought up, like, oh, yeah, I can see that happening. It's going to be, a, it's going to end up being a, a, a double DQ. And they're just, they're so they're so hyper focused on tearing each other apart. They totally forget this is a championship match. Yeah, I just possibly agree with that and see that happening. However, I don't think I I don't think as much as Lars is a beast, and I as you all know I. Really don't like him. <laughs> I think I think I agree with it. I don't think this match is going to have a clear winner. I think it'll probably carry over to the next show, which I believe is the takeover before some Brooklyn, right? I believe so. Yeah, this takeover Brooklyn four. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So I think we could carry over. So Wait. I'm not going to call the winner. I'm going to go with the idea of possibly a possible double count out. I mean, double disqualification. Just not a clear winner in this. So not a clear winner. So Alistair retains, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And finally, like I said, I think this is how it's going to end because it's kind of full circle if you think about it because we ended NXT TakeOver last year with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano going at it with Ciampa taking him out 
I think it's full circle that this takeover should end with the two of them taking each other out, just like back in April. But this time we're going to go one better. Ciampa has been a constant thorn in Gargano's side since he came back from injury. He has done everything and anything he can to to make Gargano's life a living hell. Ciampa has interfered in matches. Ciampa has stopped Gargano. Ciampa, even for a while, had Gargano off NXT, costing him his career until he was finally re-signed. And even then, that didn't stop. He tormented Candice LeRae, Gargano's wife. He has called him out on social media. Hell, Ciampa's even gone so far as to ruin the ending of Infinity Wars. That's how much of a heat ass this guy has been lately. Well, Gargano has had enough. Ever, ever since he ruined his title matchup against Aleister Black, Gargano has said he has had enough. That is it. These two need to have it done, need to have it over and done with, and the only way they can do it is by beating the living tar out of each other in a street fight. It has gotten to the point where Candice LeRae wants nothing to do with this, and the two of them are pretty much ready to just beat each other bloody. We even got a little taste of it when Johnny Gargano laid out Ciampa, left him bleeding during the end of NXT last week. So, going to be curious to see just exactly how far these two will go because if it's anything like anything close to what happened during their matchup in April, that's going to be child's play compared to what could possibly happen this Saturday at NXT TakeOver. So with that being said, I am Beth, you and I know Gargano and Ciampa. We've seen them on the independent scene, and we've had Ciampa on as a guest. Before we get into predictions, we've had Ciampa on as a guest. Did you guys ever think that Ciampa could ever go this far? I thought he'd have potential. Yo. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I would have thought that was possible, but golly. To go as far as he did? Yeah. I mean, yeah. god damn, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's so weird how one of my favorite pictures that Beth and I have taken at a wrestling show happens to be with Gargano and Ciampa during one of their last independent shows at Beyond Wrestling. And it's like, we've gone from that to what we've seen DIY and flow to what's going on now. It's definitely going to be not for the faint of heart. And like the movie title, there will be blood. So with all that being said. Oh, there will most certainly be blood. If there's not blood, WWE has clearly lost their fucking mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get down, shall we? Beth? Honestly, I think it's going to be Gargano because he's just got too much going for him and the fans are just too invested in him for them to not have him get the win. All right, I'm going with Gargano with that. All right, Jeremy. I'm going to make it a twofer. I'm going with Gargano. Same reasoning. All right, how about you, JC? Gargano, hey. <laughs> Sorry. I got 
Come on. music playing in my head. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> the whole time we're talking, I got a theme music playing in my head. <laughs> well, you gonna make it a I'm grand not- slam? I yeah, I'm with everybody on this one. I'm just like the fans. I've been too invested in this to see Gargano fall. Champa needs to get his ass kicked from Wrigley Field to what's the name of the football field they got? I don't care. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you. From Wrigley to Soldier Field. He needs every square inch of his ass kicked. Among other things. He needs I am like He needs Ugh. to he needs to be he needs to have his ass kicked from fucking Comiskey Park to to the goddamn Sears Tower or whatever the fuck they call it these days. Exactly. <laughs> and then have Gargano throw him off the Sears Tower or whatever the fuck they call it. It's, it's oh. is definitely going to be not, like I said, not for the faint of heart. There Ooh, will be blood. Shit. There will be a massacre. I have a feeling there's going to be a Kansas Ray sighting to help her husband there. But through it all, this is it. This will be the final matchup, and it's going to be Gargano's redemption. So, therefore, yes, I am going definitely with Gargano on this one. And TakeOver is already looking like it's going to be very promising. So, I cannot wait for that. Oh. All right. Now, we still got some time. I want to wait a little bit before we get to Money in the Bank. Because um, we got quite a bit to talk about there, and some of the setups are going on. But gotta ask you guys a quick, gotta ask you guys a bit of a question. Now, all right. How do you feel about these rumors flying around that Sanity and AOP have not? Been on TV for a while because quote creative has nothing for them. Bullshit! Bullshit! Mhm. I I don't buy it. I, I I don't I don't get it. Then why would you fucking draft them? Why would you fucking draft these guys if you got nothing for them? <clears throat> Plus, if Sanity is going to if Sanity is going over to freaking SmackDown, wouldn't it be like like obvious who they can who they can feud with? You got the you got the New Day, then you know you got. Um, who else? The Bludgeon Brothers. Um, you got some, you got tag teams that can. I mean, but for for the most part, you got the New Day that you that you uh feud with. And then if you want to like kick it off, is like for um what is it? Single. I mean, the Usos are still there. The fucking Bludgeon yeah, Brothers are still there. Right, but I mean, like, I think is it like one of them like. You know, I'm just saying, like, for singles reasons, you still got what the, um, you got, you got Jeff Hardy if you want to, you know, go there as far as, you know, getting a singles title to bring you to this faction. I mean, you got, 
opportunities there. So. I agree. What's yeah. the fucking problem? Yeah, hard to say what um, it is. I mean, like, I saw somewhere that they were actually considering having a tag team money in the bank match, but plans for it fell through. Which is one of the reasons why Sandy and AOP was brought up. I'm gonna, I don't know. I mean, would it be overkill to do that, though? Oh, yeah, it'd it'd be severe overkill. I mean, you you had people, and I'm gonna say this because I was there, WrestleMania you killed the seven freaking hours. <laughs> you killed the fucking gimmick before it even had a chance to fucking get off the ground. I'm saying, I mean, I was if they could if they could do that, they could do that for a pre-show for one of the other one of the other shows. You know that I would understand being a pre-show thing or a kickoff. I know how people don't like their stars being on the kickoff, but. Dude, that would totally work right there. Okay, can we talk it on money. Something... Oh, you, you mentioned the kickoff, so you you mentioned the kickoff. So I, I gotta mention this. I gotta bring this up. You know what does everybody think about the four-hour fucking shows now? The shows all right. start at seven p.m. and run till at least eleven p.m. and that's Eastern. So we're talking it's about almost... six to ten. My time. It's almost uh, on par with trying to watch a three-hour RAW. You want to know what's going on, but then it gets to the point where it's like, oh, I just want to know what happens. I'm going to bed. You know, the struggle, yep. man. The struggle. We I, mean, I know we were. I don't even want to think about how long the fucking show. I don't. I don't even want to think about how long the big four shows are going to be. I mean, we already know what, I, man. Well, WrestleMania I mean, was. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no I was going to say. Look, <laughs> you. I mean, by the time I got out of that show, walked to my car. Had to go 20 minutes to my hotel room. I had spent from like 9 o'clock that morning, and I'm getting back to my hotel room by 1 o'clock the next morning. And come on. (laughs) And that was you being right there. Yeah, and that was you being live there, sitting at home from 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I mean, from 6 o'clock in the afternoon to almost midnight, and then having to get up the next day to go to work for 8 a.m. did not make for a good time. (laughs) Especially with shows like that being as emotional as they can be. So it's like... And it's a struggle. Daria, I don't mean to demean that, but I think JC's got us. I mean, that's a 16-hour day. Oh, no. I'm not and denying that got, one bit. And then she had – and then she probably had to – I don't know if you drove or had to fly or what, but if you had to drive, Atlanta's what, another six hours? 
No, this I had to, I know I went home. No, I drove. Okay, the next day we drove back to because I did it like this. I went from Atlanta to Mobile on a bus, and that's like five to seven hours. And then me and my cousin drove, which was another two, three, two and a half or three hours there. And then the next day after that, we had to drive back to Mobile. And then I had to get on. A, then like the next morning, I got on another. Five hour bus ride back to Atlanta. <laughs> okay, so that's okay. So at least you, I was gonna say, at least you had the break during the day on Monday, but still. So I yeah, mean, I was. I know that like was to say three. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I'm not denying that. I'm not taking anything away from that. From what JC had to deal with. That was her life. It's just as difficult for us sitting here at home trying to watch one long-ass show. Right. I I, I will agree with that. It is difficult to keep your attention for sure. Okay, you know what the thing about it is that you got to remember in this day and age, a lot of people, and I'm counting myself in this, got the attention span of a net, and once you get to that certain point, I don't give a fuck whatever happens. Just in this shit. I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm like, just tone, okay. I'm just yeah. tuned out. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the time we got to Roman versus Brock, and then the way that it ended, I mean, when we first get, when we got there, we were like, man, we finally there, but we just Tired. I mean, we're like literally tired. And then for it to end like it did, it was a lot of angry people. Okay, I mean, it was a lot you're like, of angry fuck people. This shit. I waited all day for this bullshit. Nah, bro, nah. So it's <laughs> like, okay, you know what? I can if, if pay per views were just four hours long, you know. An hour, um, unless it's going to be an hour of kickoff and the other three hours is the show. Okay, I could probably swing that. But when you start talking about five-hour commitment, five hours if you want to see the fucking kickoff match and the kickoff show. So it's going to be two hours of kickoff show. No, 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 no. No, the kickoff show is an hour. The pay-per-view itself is for. God damn, yeah. man. We'll be in the bank. Oh. I think that's why NXT yeah. TakeOver looks like it's already going to be the better show because the pre-show is only a half hour and TakeOver is usually only two, two and a half hours. Because, damn, it's literally like bing, bang, boom. As opposed to WWE pay-per-views, which are bada bing, bada bang, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom, bada bang. <laughs> in in a case, and then bada boom, if you get to... yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here, watch for the twenty seventh time the setup to the AJ versus Shinsuke match. Yes, 
Nut shot, nut shot, nut shot, nut shot, nut shot, nut shot. Enough already. Fuck that shit makes me cringe. Like I said, AJ and Shinsuke's whole entire purpose is Shinsuke's heel turn, his theme music, and the nut shot. AJ's just a supporting character. That is it. I'm sorry to say, but... All right, well, before we get to Money in the Bank, there's one more quick thing to touch upon. This Monday at 11 a.m., it will be WWE 2K19's cover reveal. Sorry. <laughs> That's what I was waiting to hear. I was waiting to hear JC's giggles because I know how much she loves her WWE 2K games. Now, in the past, we've yeah. had the, in the past, we've had The Rock. We've had Rock Stone, Cold. No, Stone Cold. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins was the recent yeah. one. JC, you want Goldberg. to take a guess? Who do you want to see in the Man. cover? The cover. I would like to see a female at this point. You know, a, a lady, a, a woman's wrestler on there. You know, I mean, not the. I'm just saying. I'm I'm pretty cool with you know if it being a dude, but. Honestly, somebody did a mock-up of Naomi for the cover, and I was like, how badass would that be? Plus, what if they made it especially a limited edition cover where parts of it were like parts of her, her and the logo glows in the dark? That shit would be so awesome. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a woman's superstar on the cover would be a pretty awesome idea. And... I mean, the top, I mean, it's a pretty good toss-up there. I think the top two women who could be a cover girl for WW2K could be Charlotte and Oscar. I wouldn't be mad at that either. All right, but if they do decide to go with men, who, who would you guess be? Well, I know it ain't going to be Roman. Um... <laughs> I if think they, they end up anybody, going with the champions. If they go with somebody, it's going to be either AJ. Um, who else would it be? I would say they probably go with AJ or probably I would say Shinsuke, but then again, not really. So right now, if, if they do do a male superstar, it would be AJ. Well, I can't wait to see it this Monday, and I know you'll be the first one tweeting about it. And, of course, does this also mean that in October you'll be gone for a week so that way you can review the game? <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> I know we're about to – okay, okay, before we, before we get into the predictions, and I know – and I want to bring this up before we get too far into it. Okay, y'all heard or you have seen the New Day versus the Elite. Okay, have you guys I've seen, seen it? Seen yep. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I have not seen it yet. But not the whole thing yet. That I, was my first I heard about it. Because, uh, I've been working overnight. My days have been so. All right, Jason, well, go I'll ahead. I know this is a big deal. Okay. Okay, all right. So they had a live thing at E3 where... um. 
They had the New Day going against the Elite, which is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. <clears throat> um, they were playing Street Fighter Five, and the first time they went around, it was um the New Day one because it was uh, Kofi and I think it was Nick at first, and Kofi won, and then. It was the second round was Biggie and Kenny. And of course, Biggie got smoked by Kenny. And mm-hmm. the next one was Xavier versus Matt. And of course, Xavier won, you know, so it went to the New Day. So New Day was cheering, and Kenny came out. And he was like, well, you know what? You know, we've been trying to do this for three years, you know, between did this game between me and Xavier. Because if you've been following them on Twitter, you notice that they had this beef kind of going on. Okay, apparently um, they they played uh, Street Fighter before, and Kenny, by luck, beat Xavier. So Kenny's been like, I beat you, I beat you. And, you know, Xavier's like, that was just one time. So they did it again. A winner-takes-all match. Um, I think it was three out of five, I think. Um, And it was Kenny and uh, Xavier. And the thing is, Kenny ended up using a new character that just came out. Nobody's ever played him before. His name is Cody. Uh, And ironically, he looked kind of like Cody Rhodes. Um, So... (laughs) But the loser had to eat habanero peppers. And if you watch up, up, down, down, Xavier doesn't like those peppers. He's always had to eat those for some reason. So, basically at the end of this, Xavier lose. And guess what he had to do? Uh. Because the next time, he, I know, and the next picture, you, or the next tweet you see from Xavier is basically his feet the bo- the floor of a bathroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guess what happened? <laughs> oh, ah. oh my. He said he threw. He said he threw up, but then he had to suffer the other. It went the other way. If you get what I'm saying. But anyway, it was a fun exchange, and I mean, and. and I've never really heard Kenny Omega speak before. So I've seen pictures, but I've never heard him speak before. So this dude sounds like if if that was a, if if they ever needed a voiceover for a villain, Kenny would be it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that kind of voice, huh? Yeah. So there you have it. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. What? Did y'all hear the news that um, Triple H would not be opposed to having a crossover promotion with New Japan and Pro Wrestling? Oh. Can you imagine some of those matches? You could have seen my face just now. What happened? No. What I said? (laughs) No. Disgusting. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? 
We didn't see anything. You just noticed. You just see the bathroom for his feet. So it, it kind of like put two and two together. God damn, man. Uh, my condolences. That's all I can say. And on that note, money in the bank. Quickly. Yeah. Money in the bank is Father's Day this Sunday. We have the kickoff show starting at 6 p.m. Show starts at 7 p.m. East, both Eastern time. That's five and six for you, Jeremy. Yep. All right, here I we may, go. I may be a bit late to the party on Sunday because, you know, I'm attending a funeral. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Well, we have time for it. We'll talk about it because we also want to talk about Matter of Pride, too. But here we go. The rundown for the kickoff show. SmackDown Tag Team Championship is on the line as the Bludgeon Brothers defend their titles against the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. For the main show, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. The Intercontinental Championship is on the line. Seth Rollins defends against Elias. The SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line as Carmella defends against Asuka. Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. The Raw Women's Championship is on the line as Nia Jax defends against Ronda Rousey in her first singles competition. WWE Championship match on SmackDown will be defended in a last-man-standing match. AJ Styles will face off against his nemesis, Shinsuke Nakamura. And then we have the two Money in the Bank line matches. The women's matchup. We have... Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Ember Moon, Naomi, Natalia, and Lana vying for that case. While on the men's side, we have The Miz, Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Bobby Roode, Rusev, Samoa Joe, and we have yet to see which member of the New Day. So that one's going to have a twofer right there, but we'll get to that momentarily. So both, both ladder matches have the stipulation that whoever gets that case you will buy for the championship of the show that you are on. SmackDown Women's wins it. She goes after the SmackDown Women's Championship. Men's side win it. They go after Raw guy wins it. He goes after the Raw title and vice versa. So in other words, if you're from Raw, you win the Money in the Bank, bank ladder match. My God, I, I wish you luck in even getting a chance to Face the champion. <laughs> well, we'll get to that momentarily. All right. Let's start off with the kickoff match. The Bludgeon Brothers versus the Good Brothers. Kind of good thing this is on the kickoff match, too, because as someone pointed out on Twitter, this feud hasn't really had much of a build to it. The only thing really we've seen out of it is Carl Anderson getting a roll-up win against, I think, Luke Harper. That's about it. Right. So, not much else going on with that. Bludgeon Brothers, like I said, are the current tag team champions. And the only really seen, I, thing I've seen is Luke Harper on Twitter asking Carl Anderson if his, quote, hot Asian wife will be there. Mm. If that's the build-up for the matchup, then I'm sorry. I really want to see Bludgeon Brothers have a moment with Sanity. So, and I mean the tag team, not the actual Sanity itself, but... Um, Bludgeon Brothers for me. Stacy? Yeah, I ain't seen much, so I'm going to go with the Bludgeon Brothers retaining. Beth? 
I'm going with the Bludgeon Brothers, too, because in my opinion, the only two tag teams on the roster that could give the Bludgeon Brothers a run for the money haven't been seen, for, haven't been seen in how long? We've got the Authors of Pain or Sanity. I think either of them could put on a hell of a match against the Bludgeon Brothers. We haven't even seen Sanity actually physically since they got brought to the main roster. We saw a vi- we've seen a couple video clips, and that's been about it. All right, and finally, Jeremy. Completing the Grand Slam, I'm going with the uh, I'm going with the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, I think this is one of those matchups where no build up, so it's like meh. Why am I supposed to care? Yeah. So, all right. Here's one matchup, and Nick, all right, now on to the main show, and here's one matchup that's kind of got everyone's head scratching because we really don't know why this is happening. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Bobby Lashley made his triumphant return back to WWE programming the night after WrestleMania and has caused quite a scene, but it has not been agreeable with one Sami Zayn. Bobby Lashley had, had been interviewed talking about his upbringing, his life, Sami Zayn has pretty much taken those aspects and turned it into a joke. We all know the fiasco that was the interview with Bobby Lashley's, quote, sisters. And then the recent obstacle course that Bobby Lashley had. Don't even fucking get me started on that shit. Oh, nobody wants to get started with that shit. Jeremy, believe me. So No, you got to understand. You got to understand. My father was a fucking Marine Corps vet. Or, I'm sorry, he was an army vet. So, oh, he served me, Jeremy, in fucking a, Vietnam, so. Yeah, I'm former military, too, so I, I believe me, I, I get it. So, this is just one of those feuds where it's like, what the hey and why? So, Jeremy, you seem to be very passionate about it, so give it a go. Get it the fuck over with already. Do. You know, have Lashley win it and move the fuck on. He needs to be in... And and you know what? I'm going to take it one step further. Lashley should be a fucking heel. He's never shown anything as a baby face. If you look at his work at Impact Wrestling as a heel, he's been wiped the fuck out as a heel. He should be a heel. Move on. Let's get him heel. Get away from this abortion of a program. Yeah, I'm just, like, like, this match for me is just, like, I don't get it. I don't understand why it's happening. I don't understand what Sammy's problem is. But Bobby Lashley is going to squash him like a bug. So I'm going with Bobby Lashley. Beth? I'm still scratching my head at the fact Yeah, he was actually decent as a heel in Impact Wrestling. Alright. Alright. Anyway, as I had said in our post earlier, I'm going really out on a limb against myself on this one, even though it despised him more than anyone else in professional wrestling simply because I feel he is the second boy in the charisma venue. And in my opinion, I think he's average at best in the ring. On 
Bobby Lashley. That's kind of a hard pill for you to swallow, considering you, you're like, such a huge fan of his. Like I said, <laughs> like I said at, at, during the NXT predictions, when you told me you were giving me my shot of vinegar, I told you, oh, no, wait. I'm saving you all up for after the Money in the Bank pr- predictions are done. Well, here you go. We'll make it a double. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm still waiting. <laughs> I said when the Money in the Bank predictions are done. Well, like I said, well, all right, we'll give you a little tiny Something shot for that. Big. So, with that being said, Daisy? We're going to end up giving her a whole bottle of it. <laughs> that bottle ready and waiting. Good Lord, can this feud be over? I mean, seriously, man, you can, I mean, when you can literally tell that they just had nothing for either one of these guys, they just threw them together and made a BS storyline, this is it. I like Sammy, but dude, just just let just just hand the W over to Lashley so you can go do something else. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is gonna be one of those. I'm sorry, but this is gonna be the bathroom match. I don't want to say that, and I hate that term. You guys know that. Bathroom match, merch match, popcorn match. This is it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, moving on to another matchup that's kind of been like, huh, but we got to deal with. Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan. Big Cass made his return to WWE programming to the surprise of everybody and has pretty much made his main focus be on Daniel Bryan, feeling as though Daniel Bryan doesn't, for lack of a better phrase, stand up to someone like Big Cass. Daniel Bryan, of course, is the Cinderella story. He is the good feeling story. After several years of a couple of years of being out, he finally made his return to W to the WWE ring and has definitely not lost a step. So this so for him to be stepping up against Big Cass who Went so far as to get one of those amusement park, you have to be this tall to ride signs to compare himself to Daniel Bryan. You know, uh, it is kind of a head scratcher. Daniel Bryan deserves better than this, let's face it. So, I'm just, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This, this is another match of few that needs to end. Daniel Bryan is destined for bigger and better things, and Big Cass ain't one of them for me. This is Daniel Bryan all the way. Daisy? Okay. Of course, this is, they. I mean, they put big cast with Daniel Bryan. You got, he's supposed to be a quote-unquote big heel versus the, like, monster baby face. And because he's so popular, he's supposed to kind of sort of elevate big cast. But the way big cast has been set has been, portrayed and set up, his whole gimmick is, I'm bigger than everybody else. That's it. No, Nothing else about him that's interesting. So, Daniel Bryan is going to wipe the mat with him. <laughs> all right, Jeremy? Daniel Bryan already wiped the mat with him. This <laughs> This should not have made it past the first fucking match. In my eyes, this feud's already over. Daniel Bryan won it. Move the fuck on. 
let's make it definitive right here, Daniel Bryan. All right, Beth. It's going to be Bryan. The WWE, especially as of late, loves their happy would not be a touchy happy open story for them. Not to mention yeah, I mean I can see the whole thing from Cassie's perspective. He thought we are the same time as Daniel Bryan and the only thing everybody heard about was Daniel Bryan is coming back, blah blah blah. There was nothing at all about Cass. So you know, I get where Cass is coming from, but at the same time no. Although, you know, I'm actually thinking of this from another perspective. Okay. They both recently just gotten medically clear. So, from a booking standpoint, it kind of makes sense. You've got two guys that kind of have fragile conditions about them. Put them together because that way they're working with somebody in the same situation so that they're not only going to take care of themselves, but they're going to make sure they take care of their opponent so that nobody gets hurt. Yeah, that is a good point. I mean, it has been noted that Daniel Bryan has to see the doctor after every single matchup to make sure he's all right. And he pretty much did come back. Even though this time away, he has not lost a step. The guy could still go out there and perform like that. That matchup he had Tuesday night against Shelton Benjamin was proof of that. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Well, you will eventually. Well, you need to see it. All right. Now we're getting into title matches here. We have our first title match prediction. The Intercontinental Championship is on the line. The Kingslayer, Seth Rollins. It's been riding high as the Intercontinental Champion. Elias, feeling as though he is worthy of everyone's attention and performing, has gone so far as to knock out Seth with his guitar to get the attention that he needs. Seth, of course, did not favor this at all and recently destroyed a guitar custom-made for Elias by, quote, John Mayer his good friend. But Seth has made it quite clear that he is no easy pushover and this is not going to be this is not going to be Elias's time. In fact, this will be his swan song. So what's it gonna be? Burning it down or burning it down, Elias sings the blues? Or will this be one of Elias's greatest hits? Jeremy, I'll start with you. Burn it down. It's got to be Seth. I mean, he's on a roll lately. He's on a huge roll. I mean, the dude is on fire. So, yeah, I'm going with Seth. All right, JC, how about you? I'm going to go with Seth. uh, Elias is there, but not there yet. Or at least I see it like this. They're going to at least carry it um, at least to the next pay-per-view. All right. Beth? Well, 
we go. Line up another, add another shot to my collection. I'm going for, I'm going for Rawlings because I definitely don't walk with Elias. What? <laughs> she does not walk with Elias. Mm. I'm not a Rawlings fan either. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, I think he's, I think he's very overrated. Yes, I feel those books you are giving me a little one. My son is in the room. Of course, my son is in a more <laughs> Seth Rollins fan at the moment, too. <laughs> Which is why he's not going to like what I have to say. <laughs> uh, my son's going to be coming over and hovering over me for this. I love Seth Rollins. I think he's cool. He's the Kingslayer. He's proven himself to be one of the top performers of this game. However, I have a feeling that guitar is going to come into play one way or another. This is going to be a dirty win. And I'm drinking Beth's vinegar right now. Elias. I can't believe you're walking with Elias. I'm not walking with Elias. Hell no. Oh, hell no. I'd rather be bashed over the head with a guitar than have to walk with Elias. I would rather buy a 3MB CD than walk with Elias. <laughs> and that's saying something. <laughs> right? Damn. I'm just a woman, Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is here. All right. Oh, Jiminy H. Cricket. <laughs> Hey, wait a second. I just noticed something. What? um, Where are the Raw Tag Team Championships? Oh, shit. Right. It's not listed on the card. Are they not fighting on Sunday? I thought they were. I thought they were fighting the B team. I'm not seeing it listed here. I'm on the WWE's Raw site. I'm on the WWE Money in the Bank page. Yeah, me too. I'm looking at it. I don't see it. SmackDown, Daniel, Seth, Carmella, Roman, Nia, AJ, Charlotte. No. It's not there. What the fuck? Yeah, the B team recently won that tag team battle royal. And then we had this past Monday, Bray and Matt promising that the B and B team will stand for broken. Saving it for unless a they're raw? have their That's what I was gonna say, unless they're gonna do it on the raw on the raw after money in the bank. Oh I guess, but I don't know, it just seems like I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, okay, I guess we're not having it. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to have to move on. We've got our first women's title match going on here as the SmackDown Championship will be on the line. Oh, wait, I just back on something. Three days ago, posted from WrestleCon. Um, yeah, actually... It said something. It said something on the freaking little thingy here, but now it's not here, so what the hell? Huh. Yeah, hold on. 
the money was the first ever women's money in the bank winning winner, first under controversial fashion, and then we had the rematch, and then she won it fair and square. Waited until the night after this past WrestleMania to use her case on Charlotte and defeat her to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Asuka had lost her streak at WrestleMania, so therefore Carmella feels that since she defeated the woman who defeated Charlotte, she is better than Asuka. Asuka took exception to that. So did Paige, the SmackDown commissioner, and decided that Carmella's first title defense should be against the woman that Charlotte defeated at WrestleMania, and that is, of course, the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. All right, Beth, what have you got for us? All right, the Raw Tag Team Champions for the Leaders of World are not scheduled to defend against number one contenders, the B-Team, this Sunday. Wow. So, that's kind of bullshit. Well, I guess so. Well, all right, well, there you go, then. All right, so. Wait, wait, wait. Well, so let me get this straight. They took them off the card. No, they didn't schedule them at all. The fuck? Uh, they must be saving it. That, that's the only thing I can figure. Yeah. Well, I guess so. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. All right, so will it be the Empress of Tomorrow? Gaining her chance of becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion? Or is Mella money? Daisy, we'll start with you. What? Hardy? <laughs> was that Hardy? <laughs> yeah, that was him. That oh. was Hardy. Hardy was trying expressing his displeasure at the leaders mm-hmm. of the world not being included in the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Well, Jason, um, who do you got for the SmackDown Women's Championship? Oh, man. I'm going to go with... Hmm. Dang, that was a hard one because on one part, I want to say Carmella so they can um, continue her streak, but... I'm going to go with, oh, no, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with Carmella because how awesome hmm. would it be if the person from from the women's money in the bank come back and beat the previous winner and cash it in that same night? Ah, okay. I like it. I get you. All right. Jeremy? Okay. I like I like JC's pick or thought. However, I want to bring something to your attention. PW Insider has reported that James fucking Ellsworth is rumored to be returning Sunday. Oh, oh, and if you no. recall, and if you recall, he was, well, he was last paired with Carmel. Now, here's where, here's where that plays in. 
apparently, um, if or actually, if everybody remembers, who did he push off the ladder to help Carmella in that controversial finish? Becky. Yeah. Yep, it was Becky. Now, I'm already gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give you my pick for the women's match because I think it's Becky. I think they continue that story. Oh. Okay, here's my here's my question about this. I believe since we've seen the WWE, I believe that Ellsworth is currently holding a couple different belts on the independent scene. So if he's coming back to WWE, is he just vacating those titles? Or is this like a one off deal? I, that I don't know. I, I didn't hear about those, or I don't know about those, but I would suspect if he's coming back full-time, then, yeah, he's going to have to vacate those. Having said that, I, it, it's not been confirmed that he's returning full-time yet. It's just oh, rumored that he's appearing at Money in the Bank at this point. But did But think about it. Also, after she won... Did y'all see the tweets that he threw out after she won? Didn't see him. Oh, man. Oh, he was, okay. Yeah, because at first, he, he put out, okay, I don't know what happened, but the first, I think the first couple of tweets, when she was saying she had the only person to think was herself, he was like throwing some, he was like throwing some shade like, oh, so you won it by yourself. You know, and then I and then after a while, I think those tweets got deleted, and he said, "Oh, congratulations on winning the title and stuff." But I was like, "Man, you just cussed her out." So I'm wondering if, you know, if you want to put it this way, um, if you want to put another twist to it, he looks he comes out looking like he's going to help her, but he ends up helping whoever else is helping Oscar to pay back for Carmella thinking everything was about her and just. You know, not thanking him. Yes, mm. he is currently the world intergender champion. Duh. Duh. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> I haven't even heard that. I just got a link. I when I was searching for it, I just had pop up a link for a YouTube video from a channel called Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And the title of it is Huge Update on James Ellsworth Returning to the WWE this Sunday. So like I said, I'm going to watch it after we're off the air, and I will voice my opinions on that. Either on, uh, I will voice my opinions on that on our page on Facebook. All right. That will be definitely something to look at. All right, so Jeremy, who ultimately did you pick to win Oscar versus Carmella? I'm picking Carmella and I'm going to have her I'm going to have her continue as champion. Um we'll just say indefinitely. How's that? All right, Beth. Cuz I I I can't say for sure that he's going to be involved yet. Sorry, Carmella. You may be met, you may be money, but you are not ready for Oscar. Oscar is going to kill you. Yeah, pretty much quick, simple to the point. 
as much as Noah is bunny, this is Asuka we're talking about. Yeah, she may have lost at WrestleMania, but that doesn't take away from the fact that this woman is one of the most dangerous women on the roster. I mean, Carmella may have gotten a little bit in over her head. So for me, unless outside interference prove otherwise, I'm going with Asuka for this one. All right, moving on. I know this is one matchup that's kind of been strangely built. It seems like a lot of matches on this show have been strangely built. And this one is no different. Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. We have the modern-day Maharaja versus the big dog. Roman, as of late, has kind of found himself in a position where he's kind of still the top dog, but not as high as he used to be. Jinder Mahal, after being sent, after the superstar shakeup being sent over to Raw from SmackDown, feels as though it's his place to become the number one guy on the show, the modern-day Maharaja, and that he deserves all the respect he, he should be getting. And, of course, what better way of doing that than to take down the resident big dogs. Uh, Daisy, you, of course, being one of Roman Reigns' top, fan, top fans, what do you think of this match? Oh, man. <laughs> okay, like um, this. Think about it. They put, okay, how else uh, Jinder Mahal, quote, unquote, quote, over, and put him with the most hated person in, in the WWE because cause look what it, it did wonders for Braun, so I guess that's what they're trying to do with gender. Um, ooh. You right? Oh, yeah, um, I'm fine. Okay, so that's my only, that's the only thing I can think of as to why they put gender, gender with Roman. But uh, as far as who's going to win, oh, man. They're going. It's gonna be Roman. Let's be real. I mean, they ain't gonna let Gender take this one because they're they're trying to do something with Roman. And if it what is what I think I'm hearing, I'm gonna be so upset. But yeah, it's gonna be Roman winning this one. All right, after Grace, as you guys know, I do love me the Maharaja. I <laughs> I've been a fan of his for quite some time since his title run. But let's face it. He, I mean, he is going up against the big dog, and even with the Singh brother there at ringside, there's still a good chance that Roman could take him out easily with one Superman punch. As far as Jinder goes, yep, I think this is pretty much, yeah, he pretty much has got himself over his head, but I think Roman's going to punch it off, so I'm going with Jinder. Jeremy? What? I, I can't. I can't see them going with anybody else but fucking Roman. So I'm going with Roman. There's just no way. All right, Beth. Well, see, here's my thing. In my opinion, this entire match is a crap shoot. You have the most unpopular guy in the WWE and Jinder Mahal. Um, Again. Again, I think I think I'm, I think after this one, I think I'm up to a fucking bottle. But uh, yeah, um, I hate to I hate to say this, 
unpopular opinion. I really think that Roman is better than Jinder, so I think Roman's going to take it. Not to mention, I don't think they've given up their dream of pushing Roman to the moon, whether we want it or not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know you're a fan, and I'm sorry. But you also know... No, I no, I'm agreeing with you. Yes, <laughs> agreeing with you. I am agreeing with you. <laughs> but, but see, I also, you know, kind of make a little joke with we've got the but we've got the least popular guy in the WWE and Jinder Mahal. I was laughing. But that's why I was like... True. Like, man, right. I can't. I'm just... No, I guess you. All right. Mm-hmm. Random match number five <laughs> coming up here. <laughs> and that is the Raw Women's Championship match. It's not very often that the champion puts out a challenge, but she did in the most unusual way. During a red carpet event, Nia Jax approached Ronda Rousey and asked her if she would be interested in facing Nia for the title. Rhonda, with a little coaxing from her friends, agreed. So, here we are. <laughs> it's basically the only way to say it. Here we are. Rhonda Rousey, in her first single competition, will be against Nia for the Raw Women's Championship. I do not know where they're going with this. There are rumors that Rhonda may not be in the WWE for much longer because she has said in interviews at some point. I saw some clips to interviews pointing out that she wants to be a mother. And, of course, you can't exactly be a wrestler if you are a mother. Uh, pro wrestler, I mean, if you're having one inside you, if you know what I mean. So there is the off chance that Rhonda may not be in the WWE too much longer. But it still doesn't un, still doesn't quite cover as to why this match is happening. So Beth. Okay. First and foremost. Her second match in the fucking company, her first singles match you put the title on Ronda Rousey, and I'm fucking done with you. Not to mention, you take Naya and you give it to Ronda, and Naya's basically for and basically Naya's first major title defense. Then what the hell was the point of putting it on her in the first place? I'm going with Naya. With Naya, obviously. Yeah, I have to say that this is like I said. This whole buildup has been so strange. Because, it's like I said, it's not very often that the champion is the one putting out the challenge. It's not like, you know, standing out there, I'll take on anyone, any place, and someone comes from the back and, you know, we have a match. I mean, this is, one thing, like I said, the challenge took place at a red carpet event. And even Ronda was unsure whether or not she should accept it. And... Then we have these little segments on Raw, which 
supposed to make both women look tough, but you just make Naya look like she's trying to, you know, bully herself around as opposed to what happened before WrestleMania. I mean, that makes no sense. And now with the rumor of Ronda maybe not being in WWE for that much longer, it doesn't make any sense putting the title on her. And even if you do put the title on her, if they have the ladder match beforehand, chances are someone could cash it in on her and take it off her like that. So, which I don't, honestly don't see happening. But in this case, no, I really don't think Ronda should be wearing the gold right now. So, I'm going with Nia. Jeremy? I'm going to... I'm going to go with Nia here. It's way too soon to go way too soon to go with Ron with Ronda for for the championship. All right, finally Daisy. All right. Okay. You know, okay, if y'all remember right after the women's uh Royal Rumble um and how everybody was not like they were like, yay, I won, but oh look, Ronda's pointing at the at the WrestleMania sign, and that just kind of ended up taking over everything. Who's one of the first people that had a comment about that? Nia was. Um, so I can see where that probably you know come into play as to why she um challenged her, but I don't see. I, I I'm gonna go with Nia keep retaining because. Really, if you put if you put it on Ronda right now, especially if you've been building her up as a she just came in and you've been building her up as a face, I guess, and then you put it on Ronda, I that could be just bad, you know. For me, it would be kind of bad because everything you built her up to at that point could get tossed out the window. And plus, it's her first singles match. How bullshitty would it be if she won it? So now nah, I'm gonna keep it on Nia. All right. All right, now we're getting to the real meat of the program here. Here we go. We have the WWE Championship matchup being defended in a last man standing. Since WrestleMania, AJ Styles has had a serious issue with Shinsuke Nakamura. There have been a couple of rematches here and there, but most of them have ended with, as Jeremy put it, Nut shot after nut shot after nut shot. Let's just be grateful that AJ already has four kids. Anyway. <laughs> so, Tell me during the, not to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so during their last matchup encounter. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the winner would determine the stipulation of this match that they're having now. Shinsuke Nakamura after a little trickery making the referee think that he got nutshotted instead of AJ, got the win and decided to go with a last man standing match. Now, as we know, the rules of the last man standing match are if your opponent is not up by a count of 10, you win the match. Let's not also forget, too, that these, that's because it's last man, that it doesn't necessarily mean the person is rendered unconscious. It means they can't get up at the count of 10. We've seen some very unique endings to last man standing matches. Who could forget 
John Cena versus Batista, where John Cena taped Batista's feet to the ring post so he couldn't get up. So technically, he couldn't get up by the count of ten. So this match could end in either way. But either way, we know one of two things is going to happen. One man is going to remain standing, and another man is going to be cupping himself because he got a very bad nut shot. Okay. And Jeremy, I already know you're pretty much crossing your legs right now because I know you don't like that idea. But let's face it, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not only crossing my legs, I'm hunched over over top of mine. Yeah. Man, sorry. So, we'll start with you then. AJ or Nakamura? If they don't go to Nakamura here, I'm going to be shocked. I mean, this seems like a way to get it to him, to get it to him without having AJ take a damaging loss. So I'm going with Nakamura. As much as it pains me to say it. Yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> All right, Beth. Nakamura. Yep, knee to face as opposed to elbow to. No, I'm not going to finish that. Uh, (laughs) I stopped it. I stopped it. I am not making any more references to that, okay? I know you are the lone male here on the show, Jeremy, but no more. I'm not saying anything more about that. However, I am predicting that, yeah, this is a long time coming. And I think with certain competitors on the show, such as Samoa Joe, having the belt on Nakamura, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Plus, Sassy Nakamura as champion, woohoo! That's going to be a definite fun summer right there. So for me, it's Nakamura. Jason? Nakamura and the number four. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's how many I think money of the stuff you will not say was going to happen in that match. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No comment. Moving on. Moving yeah. on. All right. Now we have not one but two money in the bank ladder matches for this. As the rules state, whoever wins the contract can cash in on the champion on their respective show. If you're a Raw person, you go after the Raw champion. If you're a SmackDown person, you go after the SmackDown champion. So, ladies first, shall we? For Raw, we have Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Ember Moon, and Natalia. For SmackDown, we have Lana, Naomi, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. One of these women will be vying for the case that will guarantee him a contract to face whoever the women's champion may be. Now, if we go with our predictions, that could be either Nia or Asuka. Or someone said Carmella. Who said Carmella? I think I said Carmella. Okay. Yeah, me too. Now, as as we do with the most money in the bank matches, it's a two-part question. First part, 
Who wins it? Second, do they cash it in that night or do they wait? All right. Depends on where on the cards their match happens. True. All right, Jay Z, we'll start with you. Winner, and do they cash it in that night? Ooh, well, when okay, um, dang, this sucks because there's two people I would like for it to be. Um, all right, let's go for it. All right, so my winner for the Money in the Bank ladder match is Ember Moon, and they're not gonna cash it in that night. I don't think so. All right, I would prefer to do it, but no. <laughs> Jeremy. Okay, first off, well, I I already said it was going to be Becky because right. I, I think they've got a story to build on there. Cash it in that night. I think the women's match takes place first, so yeah, I think she does. All right, so it's Beth. I'm going with Becky. And honestly, I think she's not going to because I honestly think if the precedent that they've been showing over the past few months have meant anything, I think the women are going to be the main event so she's not going to have the opportunity to. Ah, that's a good point. I like it. I like it too. Uh, for me, this has been a tough one. I'm going to start with the second part first. No, I don't think they're going to cash it in that night. But I don't think they're going to ambush the champion when it comes time. I think the Money in the Bank winner will be will face-to-face look at the champion and say, I challenge you with this case at the next show or at SummerSlam which I think that's when it's going to happen. The cash-in, I mean, whether it be a challenge. But I don't think it'll be an ambush. I think it should be an actual challenge. For me, but to pick a winner, um, this has actually been really tough for me because it's like each one has a case, for lack of a better phrase, each one has a case for that case. But... I'm going to go with the dark horse, the one that no one's going to see coming. Lana is this. Lana's number one. Lana is this. Lana's number one. I think Lana's got what it takes to be the one that shocks everybody and becomes the Money in the Bank winner. She's the wild card. It is a wild card, but I don't think it's going to happen. Hey, no, I, I mean, I'll be shocked you, I mean, is it? That's what I mean. I'll It'd be, be a great shock value. All right, finally, the men's money in the bank match. Same rules apply. Whatever, whoever wins, that's the title you go for. Raw guy, raw championship. Good luck with that. SmackDown person, SmackDown championship. We have, representing Raw, The Miz. I don't know. No. Representing Raw, excuse me. Ron Strowman, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Bobby Roode. Representing SmackDown, The Miz, Rusev, 
Samoa Joe, and one member of the New Day. So this will be a three-part question. Who wins? Does he cash in? And which member of New Day do you feel will be in this ladder market? Beth, we'll start with you. Okay. First of all, although we've already somewhat touched on this, I can't remember whether it was on the last show or if it was actually just us shooting ideas around and stuff, talking about it and stuff, but I personally, I feel that the New Day member is going to be Vicky. I am hoping for Stroman to win. And no, I think he's I think he's going to wait. Well, I mean, I think he's going to have to wait anyway because the chances of Brock actually being at Monday the Bank are slim to none. But eventually, Brock is going to get the hand, and Braun is <laughs> going to get that belt. All right, so you're going with the monster among men. Yes. All right, Jeremy. As much as I'd like it to be Braun, I well, let me let me start with New Day. I think Kofi's in there. He provides that flip flop and fly that they like so much. Um, who wins it? Well, I mean, regardless who wins it, I don't think they cash in tonight, uh, on Sunday. Um, who wins? I think it's Joe. I'm going with Joe. I think him and Nakamura, it's going to be an awesome match, and I can't wait to see it. Very nice. All right, JC? I'm thinking it's going to be Kofi as the New Day member. Um, who wins the Money in the Bank ladder match? I'm going with Braun Strowman. Um, catching it in that night, nah. I don't see him doing it. If it's gonna be like the main, like one of the main of, well, I should say, if it's the main event, if there's no way he's gonna be able to cash it. I mean, even if it wasn't, I don't think he's gonna be cashing it in. So, cause you know, Brock ain't there. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Well, the only reason why I asked about cashing it in is because there's a good possibility that a SmackDown guy could win it. So, SmackDown championship is there, so who knows? But for me, you know what we'll be I'm after? Gonna... Oh, go ahead, sis. No, go ahead, go ahead. You're done. You're not no, done no, yet. you go first because what I got to say has got to be kind of, yeah, go for it. Well, for me, I'd have to agree. I mean, Biggie's got a good chance of being a single competitor on his own. But Kobe's long overdue to have his moment in the sun during a Money in the Bank match. He's been in a, he was in the inaugural one. I think it's about time, you know, celebrate the fact that he's done so much. And even Big E and Kofi have said that they would not love to see Kofi get a chance at that case. However, I don't think Kofi's going to get the case. I'm looking at the card. I'm looking at it here, and I'm once again going to go with the dark horse. And it will happen on Rusev Day. You finally admit Rusev Day on the Rusev Day. Yes! Just as, yes. Much, just as much as you admit that there's a right and left twix. 
Okay. And it depends on which end you open the, the, the candy bar from as to which one is the left and which one is the right. Which is why there's no Rusev Day. I only said it like that because you know he's going to say it. But I think it would be kind of funny to see Rusev and Lana as seriously Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank. I mean, they would be the first married couple to do so. And I think it would be a lot of fun seeing the storyline arc between these two cheering each other on as they have their respective cases. And besides, Rusev is long overdue for a successful singles competitor and to be seriously taken as a top contender. Yes, this whole Rusev Day thing is a lot of fun. It's silly, but it gets over well, and I think it's about time he ran with that towards the title. So for me, I'm going to Rusev. No, he's not going to cash it in, but he will ambush the champion at some point. It will be Rusev. All right. Yes, see, That's how about this? It'd be Rusev. If Rusev and Lana, I just thought it was Rusev wins, Lana comes out there running with her briefcase, and they 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 give their little hug and kiss, you know. Rusev Day, Rusev Day, yeah, that deal. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our predictions. You can agree with them. You can disagree with them all you want. You can tweet us at SCC Podcast. You can also email us, squarecirclecafe at gmail.com. Do you agree? Do you disagree? It's all it's all a matter of perspective. We would love to see what some of the other come at me directly. You want to come at oh, me yeah. directly? Come at me directly. At Jeremy Moses 85, of course. Of course, you can also get yeah. You can also, all right. You can get these hands at that Daria chick. <laughs> oh, you got one yeah, you hear me so at... on the Rusev Day when you follow at Bethy Page. <laughs> that means yeah, you, you want to hear my my yeah. You want to hear me ramble or want to come at me? I'm at Hardy Cat 1027. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'll we down with anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, before we end the show, Beth and I want to touch base on something. This past Sunday, we had the privilege of going to see a Matter of Pride wrestling. It was a wrestling event completely dedicated to the LGBTQ plus crowd. It was the kickoff Pride Week here in Rhode Island. We'll be attending, I'll be attending Pride tomorrow. Um, Beth will be ring announcing for RWA. But Matter of Pride was a fun Amazing show. They had a guest star, former WWE superstar Melina was there. Oh, and I heard she, about was, she was looking fantastic as always. Doing her famous splits, going up against the boy Diva, but unfortunately that match got changed. Yes. yes. So we're going to run down the card, the results. Here we go. Melina and the Undressed Express defeated the boy Diva, Rick. Caldado and the Shook Crew. The Samoan Diva, Jay Dewhurst, defeated DJ Summers. Vinnie Pacifico defeated Retro Anthony Green. Billy Dixon defeated Eddie McQueen. J. 
Jamie Senegal defeated AC Mack and Jared Evans in a triple threat match. Willow Nightingale defeated Ashley Vox to retain the NYWC Starlet Championship. And in our main event for the FET Wrestling Champ for Fest Fest F E S T Wrestling Championship, Effie defeated Ashton Starr to retain his title. And let me tell you, this was our first time going to this and the other shows have been in New York City, that's why. But we had heard rumors that this was coming up here to Providence and the minute we found out about it, we knew we had to go. And I would have gone even I would have gone either way because it just sounded like an amazing night and it was everything and then some. The stars were some of the coolest stars we ever met. Some of which of course were very much open. Others, you know, were supporters. It was just an amazing night. We had a chance to talk to some of the stars and they are just some of the sweetest people you ever meet. And Effie at the end of the night gave a rousing speech and how equality is so important in professional wrestling when it comes to the LGBTQ plus crowd. We've had so many times it's been considered a sideshow, a comedy act, that it's about time, as Logo just said on their network here, to change the world, in this case the world of pro wrestling, to show that it is all-inclusive and wrestling is for all. So you can follow them at LGBTQ Wrestling on Twitter. Tweet them. They have clips from the show here in Providence. They have pictures from the show. You can see me and Beth in the background. You can't miss me and my Wonder Woman socks. <laughs> you can check it out. They have clips from the show. They have a YouTube channel. You can see some of it. You can even go to Beth and I's Instagram pages. We have videos and photos from the show with the stars. It was a fun night to be had by all, and if you get a chance to, if it's in your area, check it out. Go to or check out their YouTube channel. They've got so much going on, and it is like I said, it was one of the most fun evenings we ever had. And we've already begged them to please come back, and they're pretty sure they will. So definitely keep an eye out for that. So Beth, I mean, what did you? I mean, what did you think? It was honestly one of the coolest shows I've ever been to because the vibe was different from a typical wrestling show. I mean, everybody was just so accepting and just really chill and felt the love within the community there and everything. And it was just, it was so refreshing. Plus, it's not every day you get an audience that can sing along to Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Very true. <laughs> Which was the song Effie entered for. Mm-hmm. You do realize I finally got that out of my head and I just put it back in. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could start singing I'm Still Standing, but I don't think you would appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, on that note, be sure to check out NXT TakeOver tomorrow night, Money Night the Bank this Sunday night. And I want to wish all you dads out there happy Father's Day, whether you be a blood father, stepfather, adopted father, pet father, uncle, grandfather, brother, second cousin twice removed, father figure, whatever you are to a child, treat that child right and be the best one you can be. Jeremy, I know you're a proud uncle, 
So happy Father's Day yep. to you. Times three. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And as always, it's always a pleasure having you guys on, and I will talk to you guys next week. Right. Later. 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 Well, we also gave our Twitter handle, and also if you want to support the show, you can also go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cafe, buy yourself a T-shirt, and as Beth stated many times, now that summer's coming up, you can also get our black shirt in tank top form. So you can have cool off during the summer. So check that out. Follow us on Twitter at SEC Podcast. Email us, squaretricklecafe at gmail.com. You can go to squaretricklecafe.net for all of our social media connections and all of your fixings for the Square Circle Cafe. Square Circle Cafe, for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. (laughs) 